This evening we're going to just share something very briefly this evening because I believe that as we spend some time looking into the Word of God and then we give some time for prayer during the course of our evening, I am convinced that God the Holy Spirit will be activated in this room. Convinced of it. I am convinced that God the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to a number of us during the course of this evening and this weekend. And uh, I believe that He wants to do something inside of us that will not just be for a brief moment or a fleeting moment in time, but I'm believing that God will do something that will have longevity connected to it, and uh, not just to impact those in this room, but will impact those outside of this room as well. I I want to throw a stone into the pond, and I want to see the ripples begin to expand and begin to get larger and become more influential as they even go further afield. Is that okay? Are you with me this evening? Smile at me then. And if you want to throw a fiver at me, you can throw a fiver at me as well. But smile at me. Okay. As I was praying, as I was praying for this evening and the course of this weekend together, I felt God say this to me to kickstart our time together. Pastors, I want you just to weigh this up. I want you to begin to kind of uh, weigh it up and you can kind of correct me or whatever you want to do. I'm here to serve you. And I don't want to offend anybody this evening. I felt God say this to me. It's time to crack open the bowl. It's time to crack open the bottle. I I then began to ponder on that a little bit more, began to reflect on that a little bit more. And and, and I said, God, that's that's very nice to say, but what do you mean by by that, by cracking open the bottle? I'm not referring to a bottle of champagne or a bottle of wine or anything like that, but I'm just referring to cracking open the bottle because as we crack open the bottle, one of the very first things that we can do in this place this evening is cracking open the bottle is about celebrating about celebration. And I want to encourage you this evening to be men and women, individuals, collectively together also. Men and women who aren't afraid to celebrate. We have so much to be grateful for. We have so much to celebrate. Firstly, I celebrate because I've been born again. Great. At the age of five, born again. I'm now 50. I was just waiting for a pregnant pause there, just so you kind of were trying to work out how old I am. But I'm 50, so 45 years ago in a Sunday school class, I gave my life to Jesus. So this evening, I'm celebrating the fact that I was saved and I'm being saved. And I will be saved. So, So let's open the bottle. Let's crack open the bottle this evening to celebrate. We can also celebrate other things, which we'll reflect upon later on. But it's not just about cracking open the bottle to celebrate. It's about cracking open the bottle to commission. So I want to bring this message this evening that we're here to celebrate, but we're also here to commission. I don't know if you've ever watched a commissioning of a large ship on the the docks of maybe Southampton or the, the dockyard where it may have been built. Maybe one of those wonderful cruise liners that seem to sail to those destinations that we all only dream about. But those, those cruise ships that, that sail, I, I'm, I'm fascinated when the person who is launching or commissioning the ship, they 
get a bottle of champagne and they throw this champagne against the side of the ship and it smashes and the, the champagne splashes across the, the bow of the, the ship. It's commissioned for service. This weekend is about cracking open a bottle to celebrate what has happened but also to commission what will be. Commission. Uh, about cracking open the bottle is about not just commissioning, but it's about moving from being spectators to being participators in the things that God has and wants for us. So that's what we're going to look at, and that's what we're going to spend some time over the next uh, 45 minutes, 30 minutes, 25 minutes. No, no, come, come with me. Open your Bibles, please, to Mark chapter 14. Mark chapter 14. I just need to find my notes. I've got it. For Mark chapter 14, reading from verse 1 to verse 11, describes the wonderful story of Jesus being anointed in a place called Bethany. And we're going to just read a few verses together, and then we're going to quickly turn our Bible over to the Gospel of John, John chapter 12, which once again just records the same kind of story. The same story, but from a different perspective. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away. And the chief priests and the teachers of the law were scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and to kill him. But nothing during the festival, they said, or the people may riot. While he was at Bethany reclining at the table... In the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those who were present were saying indignantly to one another, why is this waste? Why is there a waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money could have been given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Verse 6, red letters, the words of Jesus. Leave her alone said Jesus why are you bothering her for she has done a beautiful thing to me the poor you will have with you always and you can help them anytime you want but you will not always have me and verse the next verse is really important guys I want you to notice this she did what she could that's powerful just notice the person next to you and say this she did what she could She did what she could. She's poured perfume on my body beforehand, before my burial. Truly I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. She cracked open the bottle. That's what she did. She cracked open the bottle. Maybe we can look over our shoulders at the the days, the weeks, the months, the decades, the period of time that have elapsed and gone, and we can see seasons and times where we've experienced the blessing and the goodness of God. But I want to put it into context of today, because that's what we're here for. We're here for today. And I want to, to begin to paint a picture, because what we've just read there can describe the journey that we've come from but will also prescribe the journey that we're going going on it can be a picture of what church can be like and i want to begin to unfold this for us this evening to help us and to encourage us 
What we see in the context of this wonderful story is first is this. That the, the meal that was prepared and the time that Jesus was in that room, it was in honor of him. Everything that we say and do is not to give us a good name. Dare I even say that it's not to give our denomination a good name. Everything we say and we do is to bring honor to him. To bring honor to the one that has sent us, to bring honor to the one who has called us, to bring honor to the one who has continually blessed us over the period of time. And even today we've been blessed so much. In John chapter 12 verse 2 Once again, the description of this wonderful story, it says that the dinner was in honor of Jesus. Everything that we do, that we want to do within our community here in this wonderful town which you live, or the city that you live, is to bring honor to the one who deserves the honor. So, So when we come together, when we gather together, when we worship together, when we do all of the projects that we're engaged in and committed to, It's about making Jesus famous. It's about being signposts to him. John the Baptist was a great example of this. John the Baptist says, I must decrease, but the one who has sent me must increase. That's a wonderful concept and way of life that we should live as Christians because it's not about us. It's all about him. Can I encourage you during the course of your journeys in the future? To be signposts to him. It's not about us. It's all about him. The the word honor is an interesting word because the word honor talks about credit. It talks about distinction. It talks about fame. So, So when we feed the hungry, when we reach out to those who are in need, when we come alongside those who are in distress, when we come alongside those who are broken... It's to give the credit to him and the distinction to him and to make him famous. Honor is an interesting word because when we begin to look at the word honor, the word honor can be described in a three-dimensional kind of way or context. You, You honor people with your thoughts and you honor people with your words. You also honor people with your Action. So that word honor begins to describe all of those things that I've just worded there to you. We need to honor with our thought. We need to honor with our words. And we also need to honor with our action. Honor is an activating word. It's an activator. It releases something, God's power, when honor is in a room. When there's dishonor in the room, it seems to limit the flow of God, the Holy Spirit, and it limits what God can do within the context of that room. Let me explain it to you. Jesus was preaching a blinder one Sunday evening in a home of one of his disciples. Absolutely bringing revelation and truth. Yet the word of God tells me this, that those that were in the room said, who is this? Isn't this the son of Joseph? Isn't this the son of Mary? Isn't this the son of the carpenter? And they dishonored him. They discredited him. They didn't give him the fame and the distinction he deserved. And the word of God says this, that Jesus couldn't perform any miracles in that place. Because of dishonor, Jesus, the Son of God, 
was limited to what he could do in that room. Guys, we can't afford to be gathering together where there's a lack of honor and a lack of respect because it begins to limit what God can, can do. So my, my first point this evening is simply this. Every time we gather together and every time we meet together and every time we do something, it's all about bringing him the honor because it's all about him. Does that make sense? As I begin to read this wonderful story even more and begin to delve deeper into the scriptures, I, I then begin to look at what this lady did for Jesus. She brought the perfume pot, the perfume bottle, and she cracked it open. One translation would describe it as the alabaster jar of expensive perfume. It says this, that it was pure nard. I, I don't know if you've ever had nard or you've smelt nard I, I recall kind of just talking in one of our settings in our local church about perfume and if you come close to me you, you know that I quite like aftershave you may not like the aftershave but I like the aftershave and more importantly my wife likes it but what, what, uh, this lady came to us one day and she was delving into the depths of her bag because it's amazing what ladies can put into their bags in fact, if we had a competition of what you've got in your bag, I think we'd be shocked at some of the things you may have in your bags. And don't worry, I'm not going to go there. But as she began to delve into her bag, she brought out this little little flask, no bigger than that, with a little cork in the top. And she said, you'd never believe it, Ian, but I've got some nard in my, in my bag. Pure nard. I like to make an observation here this evening that everything we do has to be pure it has to be the real deal it has to be the the real thing it has to have it has to be authentic I travel a little bit with my, my family and we've just recently come back from a holiday there was 10 of us going on on holiday my two kids and their boyfriends their girlfriends and, and their or their husband for Bethany's sake her husband came and and then my parents came and we were walking through the sunny streets of Los Cristianos there in Tenerife, just enjoying the sunshine. And one of the highlights for us when we go on our holidays is firstly the ice cream. You don't get a body like this without eating ice cream. But we were eating the ice cream and just saving the ice cream. And then the girls said, Dad, can we go to the perfume shop? I said, of course we can go to the perfume shop. We walked into this perfume shop and we began to sample the delights of all of the perfumes, looking at the jars, looking at the shapes, looking at the colors, beginning to get some of the samples. And you know what it's like when you're walking through the perfume shops, ladies and the aftershave shops, gentlemen. You're walking through it and you begin to spray on your arms some of those perfumes, some of those fragrances. Am I the only one that does that? Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you do that, just raise your hand. I see that hand and I see that hand. But as you're walking through, I'm beginning to, to, to place some of the aftershave on. And it gets really confusing when you've walked through the shop or a number of shops because you, you begin to say to one another, I like this one. What do you think? And they say, yeah, we like that, Dad. And then they say, what is it? And I say, I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I haven't got a clue which one it is because I've tried so many on. 
It could be number one. It could be number two. It could be number three. It could be so many different things. It could be brute 33. It could be anything. Confusion when there is so many different fragrances. Two days later, we find ourselves in the market, walking through the market. And as we come to one of those stalls, guess what? There's some imitation fragrances on the stalls. Half the price. I'm looking for a bargain because I'm Cornish. If I can get two for one, I'm there. So I begin to say to the kids, why don't we get this? It's, it's very similar. It smells the same. It looks the same. It comes in a very similar shaped box. The, the perfume jar, the aftershave jar, looks so close to the authentic real thing. Why don't we get some of this? And they look at me and they say, are you from a different planet? So I buy some. I buy some of the imitation aftershave. I place it all over me. But guess what? It fades. Over the course of time, the imitation one, although it smells the same, it looks very similar. It comes in the similar shaped box. What I've discovered is this, that over the course of time, the fragrance disappears. So what I think I'm doing to save money, actually I'm not saving money. So I, I put to that, one, that to one side and my, my kids say to me, Dad, we, we'll, we'll buy you the proper stuff. So they, that they go in and they, they pick up the little jar. I said, I don't want the little jar if you're paying. <laughs> so, so they then say, they, they then go to the middle-sized jar and say, hey, come on, guys, if you're paying... I don't want the small one. I don't want the middle one. I want that big one over there. So they buy it for me. So I place the aftershave on. And it lasts the course of time. I go for the whole of the day smelling of this aftershave. I go to bed smelling of the aftershave. Guess what? I wake up the next morning smelling of the aftershave. Why? Because it's the real thing. It's authentic. It's not a cheap imitation. It has longevity connected to it. And I'd like to make a statement in this room this evening. That if you, if we're going to impact this community, it has to be the real thing. It can't be some cheat plonk. It can't be some imitation stuff that looks the same, comes in the same shape box. But there has to be longevity connected to it. You see, it's the real thing. So, so the very first thing we talked about this evening was this, that everything we do has to be in honor of him, the one who sent us. The second thing we talk about this evening is simply this. It has to be the real thing. It has to be authentic. There can't be anything fake about it. It can't be fake. But let me give you an example of this. There's a wonderful story in, the, in John chapter 10. It's the, the story of the good shepherd. You know the story? Yeah. And what happens is the good shepherd sticks there when things are going tough. But there's another group of guys called the hirelings. And the hirelings, in the moment of trouble, what do they do? They run away. The hirelings were the imitation shepherds. The good shepherds were the authentic shepherds. Even when seasons of tough times come, in the location that you find yourself in, don't be a hireling. Don't be the imitation perfume. But be the good perfume and the authentic perfume. Am I making sense? What I love about this wonderful story as well is this. 
that when she cracked open the bottle in celebration but also commission, I, I noticed this, that the word of God tells me this, that the fragrance filled the house. Can, can, can I say this, church, that when you begin to crack open the, the bottle this weekend to celebrate what has been but to commission what will be, it will fill this building with a fragrance. But the fragrance is not just for this building. The fragrance is for those buildings outside of this building. It's for those lives you, you touch on your day-to-day activity, when you walk through the workplace, when you're walking through the hospitals and nurse. But when you're engaging with, with those that you are engaging with, it's about carrying the fragrance and filling that place. We all have a fragrance. It's called attitude. We all have a fragrance. It's called character. We all have a fragrance. It's about our our person. Before I did my training to go into ministry, I was a, a cable jointer for the electricity board working repairing cables into street lamps and houses and dwellings but also working on cables which were feeding areas of community and on one of the occasions when we were going into work um, my, my foreman gave me the job David and, and he said you know we want you to go and repair this cable it's in a perfume factory it's called Devon Violets and I don't know whether you you know what Devon violets smell like. Before I make a comment, does anybody wear Devon violets? There's no, nobody wears Devon violets. It's absolutely foul. <laughs> when you were kids, can you remember those little purple sweets that you, that kind, you know that taste, that perfumey taste? Well, it, it's that kind of fragrance. And, and, and I remember kind of being given the job and then, and then walking into the, into my, into my van with my, my team that were around me and then going to the workplace to repair these cables. And the, the moment you, you walked in, the, the foreman said to me, Ian, when you walk in, take a deep breath. <laughs> Don't do it gradually, but take a deep breath. Fill your lungs with the air of the factory because you, you need to do it. Otherwise, it will make you choke and it will make you gack. So I walked into this factory and I went like this and filled the lungs with Devon Violet perfume, inhaled it. I can still taste it today. <laughs> it's amazing how you can kind of a, a little bit of a flashback, isn't it? So I worked in that environment all that day. At the end of the day, it was our duty to go back to the foreman's office to submit the completed worksheets and to sign off the work at the end of the day to prove you'd been there and to so then the, the, the treasury, in a sense, could then credit the, the company for the, for the bill. As I walked into the found, into the, into the foreman's setting, everybody stopped. Fifty plus men and women in that room, they all stopped and they all turned around <laughs> and looked at me. Little did I know that I was carrying the fragrance of Devon violets back into that setting. When we gathered together to worship, The fragrance of heaven begins to get onto our clothes. The fragrance of heaven gets into who we are. 
that the fragrance of heaven becomes part of us. So when we then walk into that place, it may be a tough place called work. It may be a tough place called school. It may be the most vilest of places you can imagine or dream of, but you carry the fragrance. The fragrance of this house as we crack open the bottle this weekend to celebrate and to commission will not just fill this house, but will fill the house and the houses and the communities and the avenues and the city and dare I say the nation and the nations the nations wow begin to look into this even more and begin to look down through the the story of the washing of Jesus' feet the anointing of him with the perfume how do you spell ministry? I, I'm not asking you to, to shout back now. But I, I think you spell ministry S-E-R-V-I-C-E. Service. What, what I love about this, in, in, especially in Mark, as I began to, to read it and just to ponder on it, when I got to that verse 8, I think it's verse 8. I've got new glasses on. I can't see a thing. <laughs> my eyes are still trying to accustom to these new glasses. I think it's verse 8. It's somewhere. It's underlined in my Bible. But it says that she did what she could. She did what she could. Wow. Can, can I encourage everyone in this room that you don't have to compare yourself with the person you're sat next to? You don't have to make comparison to the person who stands at the front who I trust God's gifted to communicate. You don't have to make comparison at all. All you have to do is do what you can. Because when you do what you can, God takes what you can and multiplies it because what he can and your can becomes so much more of a can. That's Cornish for you. All right. So simply do what you can. But Ian, it's not a lot. Just do it. Just do it. You see, service is interesting because so, so many times we, we can come to church and, and I've led local church now in Torquay for 20 years and prior to that in painting for 10 years. So I've been on this, this journey of church leadership now for 30, 30 years and coming then through the ranks of different groups within the church as well. It's not always easy to serve. I, I find it easy to serve some people and not so easy to serve others, if I'm being honest with you. I'm not talking about your church because you're all different. But in my church, for some reason, God's permitted people to stay there when part of me would say, go elsewhere I'm being honest they're not easy to serve great example in the Bible of of Jesus serving remember the occasion described there in John chapter 13 when when Jesus was once again having food remember that and he sat around the table and his disciples are 
having a conversation and during the course of the meal Jesus recognizes or begins to see that there there's something missing the food's there the the wine's flowing the the food's great but there's something been overlooked and he begins to recognize that what's been overlooked is the what's classed as the menial task the servant's task of washing the feet to get the dirt the day off the feet so Jesus gets up from where he's reclining at the table and sitting at the table and begins to in a sense derobe himself and then places a towel around his waist and he takes the bowl in one hand and the, the water and he pours the water into the bowl and takes the towel and begins to to go along the line of the table and begins to wash his disciples' feet. Is it okay if I come down? I'm not going to create any feedback or anything. So, so he, he goes to the, to the first disciple and he gets onto, the, onto his knees and he begins to wash the feet of this wonderful disciple. Sorry to embarrass you. I'm not going to propose, so don't worry. <laughs> so, so he begins to, to wash the feet of this disciple. But it's so easy to wash this disciple's feet because this disciple is a good friend, loyal, committed, faithful done so much of the journey with him he's got no problem with this disciple but then he goes to the next disciple (laughs) and begins to wash the feet of the disciple and this disciple says don't don't wash my feet don't don't wash my feet i my feet aren't dirty in in fact if you're going to wash my feet why don't you just wash all of me but jesus washes his feet And in his heart, he knows that even though it's a good friend and there's purpose and destiny all over his life, he knows that this man's going to deny him. Not just once, but going to deny him three times. But he still washes the feet. He then goes to the the next disciple and begins to get on his knees again and washes the disciples' feet. Once again, that's easy because they're just sons of thunder. They've got a little bit of an attitude. They, they're a little bit fiery, a little bit feisty, but a um, little bit feisty. But they, they wash the feet. It's okay. But then he then goes to the next one, and don't worry, guys, I'm not going to. And he, he gets down and he begins to, to wash the feet of not the one who's just going to betray him. Sorry, not not one who's going to deny him, but now he's washing the feet of the, the one who's going to betray him. Service and ministry is about serving all of the people. But it's so easy to minister to sister so-and-so because she's so good. But I don't want to minister to that person because I know that behind my back they're betraying me. And I know behind my back they're saying things about me. And I know behind my back they're causing division. And I know behind my back... They're trying to pull me down. And I know behind my back, they're selling me down the road. Service simply says this. I'm going to take what I can. And I'm going to do what I can. And I'm going to wash the people's feet. I'm going to wash the feet of the community. Even the community that break the windows vandalize the cars even the community that would take advantage of everything we say and everything we do I'm going to continue to do it because it's not about 
I feel. It's about how he feels. The one who sent me. Am I making sense? Am am I doing okay for time? Because I'm going to begin to land it right now. When we do what we can, we take our inability and it's outweighed by God's ability. When we do what we can, we take our insignificance and God makes it his significance. When we take our natural and submit it to God, he then turns it into the supernatural. What I, what I love about this, and this is what I want to kind of leave with you to ponder on over the course of the next few hours as you go to bed and sleep. What this lady did by cracking open the bottle is recorded in Scripture. Jesus says this, wherever the gospel is preached, this will be talked about. I love that. To me, that's, I've called it an echo. Echo, echo, echo. That was meant to be a joke. It didn't really work, did it? We're both blonde, or I was blonde before I went grey. Two thousand years later, we're still talking about it. As you crack open the bottle to celebrate and to commission, what you do over the course of this weekend and in the near future, the foreseeable future, under the direction and the leadership that God brings to the leadership here, I believe that people will talk about it in the future. I really believe that. I I believe it will create an echo throughout eternity of the work and the endeavours you do. St. Paul's Cathedral in London is an amazing place. I don't know if you've ever walked through that place and you've kind of sat there and you've listened to the conversations. There's a, a reverb around that building which just creates a wonderful atmosphere in that setting. I had the opportunity to to go to St. Paul's Cathedral prior to a large engagement that was taking place in that very venue two or three days later. It was an occasion where the Queen was going to be in attendance. In fact, it was to represent her, her Diamond Jubilee. So, so we found ourselves in London two days prior to this and they were still setting up. They were setting up some of the things. And, and when we walked through that building, there was a, a lone trumpeter who was up on the balcony and he was the one who was going to blow the trumpet and he was the one who was going to play this wonderful piece of music for the Queen herself to parade down, down that wonderful long aisle surrounded by dignitaries from around the world highs and lows when it comes comes to those in in places of of authority those who were rich and even those who've been selected from the the commonwealth and from the the realm that she represents those that had nothing were even represented there and we walked we're walking down the the aisle and this 
this trumpeter at the precise moment I'm walking down the aisle. What an entrance. So I'm walking down the aisle, the trumpeter begins to blast this piece of music, and it's called the Jubilate Fanfare. But the fanfare that this trumpeter played and blasted from the balcony was enhanced by the setting it was being played in. What was happening as the trumpeter blasted this wonderful piece of music across the the hallway, it began to ricochet across the wonderful artwork and the decor there in that cathedral. And then at the end of the, the time being there, this, the, in the, the, the guide who was walking us around and showing us, he says, the piece of music that played here, it takes nine seconds for it hit to find its way to the other end of the cathedral. And, and in that period of nine seconds, there's a number of different echoes which enhances the sound of it. This lady, in the, simplicity, in the simplicity of washing the feet of Jesus, created an echo that didn't just last nine seconds, but has lasted 2,000 years. Absolutely amazing. Didn't just last 2,000 years, but Jesus went to the cross, still smelling of the fragrance of the perfume this lady poured onto his body an echo throughout the eons of time as you engage with the plans and the purposes that God has for you as a house I am convinced absolutely convinced that it will create an echo that will resonate into the homes into the schools into the communities, into the suburbs, into the wealthy areas, and even into the poor areas of this location we find ourselves in. I'm convinced of that. I think I may be more convinced than maybe you are. So let's just recap. Everything we do has to bring Him honor. Everything we do has to be authentic everything we do flows from a heart of service and all we have to do is do what we can do what we can and watch Jesus watch God the Holy Spirit do the rest make sense let's just pray for a few moments